Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. You got time for just a little bit more? I believe the Lord has a word for you that will absolutely revolutionize your life. Especially if you do what you're going to hear. Um, I have seven or eight pages of notes. But fear not. <laughs> there's always next Sunday. <laughs> um, but I really, I really started tapping into something yesterday. And please, ushers, don't hurry. I'm, I'm not going to get into the message yet until you're done receiving the offering. But I was uh, really stirred up yesterday about something Carla said that they were going to do and talk about at the Flourish meeting yesterday, the Saturday morning Flourish meeting where the ladies got together and, and uh, they focused on some things. And she, I said, well, Carla, what's, what's it about today? Because I like to know. I want to I just get stirred up myself. And she started telling me, and I thought, wow, that's really uh, powerful. I think maybe I need to say something about that on Sunday morning. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit on a couple things that they looked at. So how many ladies were in the meeting yesterday? Raise your hand. Okay, did you like it? Did it change your life? Cool. We hope it does. We don't want you coming here and, and wasting your time. We want your life to be changed. So do, with, do this with me. Turn to John 16, and we're going to tie in living a Spirit-filled life with something I'm going to share with you today. Because the Holy Spirit's going to help you do what I'm going to share with you today. And if you do... And maintain what the Holy Spirit shows you today. By December 31st, 2020, your life will be totally different in the positive. You'll look back and go, man, that was the most amazing year of my life. How many want to say December 31st, 2020? Wow, 2020 was the most amazing year of my life. Hmm? Well, we're going to talk about some things that you can do for that to happen. You are not human only. Amen. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Think higher, but not higher than you ought to think. Just think higher where you, where, from where you've been thinking. If you're made in the image and likeness of God, you can rule and reign over some of these things that have been pushing you around. Not people. Forces, circumstances, darkness, habits, diseases, fears, oppressions, lack, poverty, never having enough, more month at the end of the money. Right. Not good stuff. You're a child of God. You have potential on the inside of you. And you can rise above these things that you thought you could never get above. Yep. There's a power in every person that they're not using very much. And we're going to talk about it today. Yeah. Say, there's a power in me. There's a power in me. Do you remember the scripture? God's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. Yes. Better understand what that power is so these things can happen. So in John 16, we've been talking about living a Holy Spirit-filled life and what that will do for your life. Right? Well, let's just put it this way. More God, less fear. Right? More God, no depression. More God, less disease. More God. Right? If you're filled with God, what room does that leave for Paranoia. Lust. Come on, if you're filled with God. See, 
we need to realize just because we're saved doesn't mean we're living a spirit-filled life. So look at John 16. And I'm going to show you one of the things that will, that will be enhanced in your life as you live a spirit-filled life that will change your whole, whole, everything about your life. In John 16, look at verse 13. <clears throat> Jesus said, talking about the Holy Spirit, and we're talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Jesus said, how be it when he, everybody say he. he. The Spirit of God is not the force. The Spirit of God is a he, personal pronoun. Jesus called him a he. Right? How be it when he, the Spirit of truth is come, talking about the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear from God and Jesus, that shall he speak. And the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, what will happen? He will show you things to come. And I want to add this in there. He will show you, and this isn't adding to Scripture, it's just a part of what he's saying here. He will show you things to come about your future. Once he shows you, you're going to have to take responsibility and keep it before you. Are you following? I really, one of the number one things I want to talk with you about right now is the power of looking. Lookings lead to longings. Longings lead to activation of things in your life. Now, here's the, here's the sobering part. This works in the negative. <clears throat> oh, pastor, just looking won't hurt you. Tell that to Lot's wife. What happened when she looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah when she was supposed to leave with her husband and kids? What happens when she looked, turned to a pillar of salt? Nuclear something hit her. Tell that to Eve. Oh, just looking's not going to hurt you. Tell that to Eve, the mother of all human beings. What happened? She saw the tree. She desired it. She ate it. Gave to her husband. He ate it. And the whole world, welcome to a fallen world. Tell her just looking is no big deal. Come on, looking can save you or destroy you. The enemy knows this. That's why he's got such a grip on the Internet. He knows and he will never come undisguised. He, doesn't, he wants to be in the background where nobody sees him. He works slowly so people don't recognize him. I mean, Carla just mentioned the scripture that would save your life. It said, everyone that looked, everybody say look. Everyone that looked at the brazen serpent on the brazen pole, which, you know, you see that emblem now even today on ambulances. Yeah. It comes from the book of Numbers in the Bible. The Bible said, God said, everyone that looks as being bitten by these serpents, everyone that looks will live. Yeah. Everyone that looks and doesn't let his focus get broken will live. Yeah. They're supposed to die. They got bit by deadly snakes, but those that looked didn't die. Is where you look important? Oh, so much so. Jesus said the light of the body is the eye. Remember that? The eye is the light. And we're going to go to that scripture in just a minute. I used to think that meant uh, what your eye looks like. No, it's what you're looking at. 
that determines what comes in you. Looking is saying, come in me. Do you understand that? Looking is saying, you can come in me. Slowly or quickly, even if you don't want it, it'll be absorbed. You have to realize your future, mm, the Holy Spirit, right, okay, let's go back to this. The Holy Spirit said one of the things He wants to do for you, and if you're living a Spirit-filled life, this is going to be enhanced in your life. He will show you things about your future that you need to latch onto so they can come to pass. Yeah. He will show you things about your future that if you keep those things before you, they'll stir up powers on the inside of you that God put in there, and you'll do the things you need to do. God will do what He does, and things will come to pass that used to be a dream only. Oh, come on. Do you remember? Anybody with the church? In, uh, anybody with us when we were in the pipe fitters? Uh, not pipe fitters, but in the Enterprise Park over there on Morning Glory Lane. I think Calvary Chapel's in our old building. Remember a series your pastor taught entitled Dreams Happen? Way back in the, on cassette tape. It was awesome. Hey, I could have said real to real, but I'm not that old. Cassette tape, dreams happen. Anybody remember that series? Yeah. Yes. Daniel, I think you, maybe I mentioned it since you've been, but because I remember you saying something about this scripture. Psalm 107 verse 30 says that they were reeling to and fro in the ocean and they're staggering like drunk people and they're about ready to die and they cried unto the Lord and the Lord heard them and brought them to their desired haven. Yes. God wants to help you get to your desired haven. So think about this. The Holy Spirit is in you to help you see glimpses of your future so that the tractor beam latches onto them and pulls them from the realm of dreams into the realm of reality. And one of the most powerful things that you and I can do is look regularly at the right things. Looking will produce a longing, a desire. Now, do this. Oh, let me say this about this verse. I was thinking about this. It didn't say, and he will tell you things to come. That would mean you're going to hear something. He says he's going to show you things to come because he wants you to see something. He wants you to see something. Not just hear something, see something. You know, when things that you're thinking about or that you're seeing get to the image stage on the inside of you, nothing can stop it from coming to pass. Amen. I'm quoting scripture. God told the, this was in the negative. God said in the Genesis 11 or something like that, God said in Genesis, trying to build a tower to heaven, you know, the Tower of Babel, trying to build this tower to heaven. And God came down to see what children and men were doing. And God said, well, we got to confound their language because... These evil people that learned to use a part of their God-given abilities to do something evil that was going to happen that wasn't supposed to happen. And God said, these people, nothing shall be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. When thoughts and things you're looking at and hearing in your life and absorbing, when they get to the image stage on the inside of you, look out. Good or bad, they're about to come to pass. That's why people will say in the negative at times, I never, ever thought and believed I'd do this stupid thing. But you look long enough, the tractor beam kicks in, and you start getting pulled into stuff. 
that you don't want to be in. You ever seen Star Trek? Remember the tractor beam? They couldn't break free if they tried. It just pulled them. How many know you don't want to look at things that later you're going to have to war against in your mind? Hmm? Kids, you think you want to watch these TV programs? You, want, you better watch out about You might be adding extra warfare on your plate in the future. Parents, don't let your kids watch stuff. You say, well, I, I need to let them watch this stuff so that they'll just grow up. They're not going to grow up. They're going to be defiled. And they're going to have extra warfare on their hands to have to deal with all this fear stuff and paranoia stuff and crazy in whatever stuff. Parents, it's okay to tell your kids, you're not going to watch that. Well, what if they throw a fit? Spank them. But I love them. <laughs> Come on, man. You, 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 you say you love them. I love them. I can't spank them. The Bible says the opposite. He that spares the rod hates his child. Oh, I know some people go, he that spares the rod spoils his child. That's weak. That's not even scripture. It's stronger than that. He that spares the rod hates his child. But he that loves him does it many times until they... It's better to not... It's better to feel a little pain on the behind than end up in hell later. You got to monitor what your kids are watching. You know, it's more important that you read the labels what goes into your brain and heart than what goes into your physical body. We read labels all the time. People all the time, all these cans, you know, City Market and Safeway and all, reading all these labels, reading all these labels, all concerned about this going in my body. This, what about what's going in your brain? What about what's going in your soul? What about, what, what about affecting your spirit? Read the labels. Turn to your label. Turn to your Turn to your label and say, read the neighbor. <laughs> I got that wrong, didn't I? On purpose. Read the labels. Read the labels. Well, it's a Christian book. Read the labels before you digest it. Everything stamped Christian is not good for you. Newsflash. Some people have been poisoned from hearing and reading things that were stamped Christian. They didn't know it was poison. You know the number one reason they didn't know it was poison? They don't go to church. You know, there's people that have died with diseases with a Bible on their lap. If all we needed was the Bible, why did Jesus establish the local churches? Why did he give shepherds? Why did he give us the fivefold ministry? Why did he anoint teachers to help us? You need your Bible, but you also need church. <sighs> I will calm down, dearly beloved. I will calm down. So, Carl and I went to Denver a couple years ago. Been there since, but a couple years ago. And we were driving back, and I said, Carla, why don't we just pray in tongues like the whole way back? It's like a three and a half hour drive. I think we were talking for about an hour, and then we had about another two and a half to three hours to go. So we just said, okay, we're just going to pray in tongues for three hours. We're just, I'm communing with God. She's communing with the Lord. We're speaking in tongues. Half hour goes by, feeling a little bit tired. I'm driving. Hour, hour goes by, I'm feeling really tired, like, man, this isn't doing anything. I'm just, just, you know, speaking in tongues for an hour. Hour and a half went by. It's like, wow, I'm doing this by faith. <laughs> Two hours go by, something happened. What happened in me, I don't know what happened in her that day, but I know what happened in me. I'm praying in tongues for two, two and a half, almost three hours straight. 
not frantically, just quietly and drinking my tea and driving down the road and in the bank for two and a half to three hours. Like the Bible says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue doesn't speak to men, he's speaking to God. No man understands him. In the spirit, yes. I'm talking divine secrets with the Lord. And a lot of those mysteries were about things in my future I didn't know about that I needed to know about. And the Holy Spirit started showing me. I started not just thinking, I started seeing pictures of me in my near future in certain vehicles. In certain places, around certain people certain look on my face that I've been wanting to see for a long time. I could tell I'd matured. I could tell I'd come to another level. And I'm just sitting there and I'm seeing all these things about my, now I still see the road, don't get me wrong. All right. I still see the road, but on the inside of me, I'm seeing me in a lot higher place. Places that I'm seeing people in, that I'm looking up to, I was there. And he started, and I'm, I'm telling it's getting exciting. 20 minutes goes by, I'm still seeing it. I'm going over it again and again and again. And I'm seeing it stronger. It's getting clearer. It's getting 3D. I'm hearing surround sound. It's like, wow, Lord, what are you doing? He said, I'm showing you things to come in your life if you keep following me. Amen. I'm talking, I mean, some of the things will blow you away. And so I'm, I'm, I'm seeing these things. And so that trip ends and the Lord said, okay, I showed you that. Now you need to bring it up to your own mind now that I showed you. You need to bring it back, keep it before you. I got you initially started. Now you need to keep it before you. your responsibility starts now. I showed it to you. Now you have to keep it before you. Let me tell you a biblical principle that works in every single area of your life. Business, church, spiritually, mentally, economically, physically. Let me show you a principle. You ready? And I'm going to show you the scriptures. Trust me, I'll show you the scriptures. The principle is this. If you can see it, you can have it. Amen. And if you keep seeing it, you will have it. I'm going to say that real slow. If you can see it, you can have it. Why would God give you the ability to dream and say, but you can have it? That'd be like mean. Why would he give you the ability to see something, get excited about it and say, but you can't have it. That would be mean, Lord. <laughs> if, he, if he gives you the ability to see it or dream it, that means you can have it. Yeah. Say this, I'm not only human. I'm, I'm made in the image and likeness of God. This is how you overcome disease, fear, bondage, addictions. Realize, I'm not only human. I have supernatural power from a supernatural father who lives on the inside of me, and he's greater than all. Yes. If I need something, I just ask. Mm -hmm. And then believe I got it, and act like he heard me. Amen. So I made this post on Facebook about a week ago on our personal Facebook, my definition of faith. Faith is acting like God didn't lie. <laughs> all right, turn to Pro <laughs> Turn to Proverbs 29. There's two scriptures in Proverbs, and I'm going to go to this one. The Holy Spirit will show you things to come, but then you must keep it before your eyes. He wants to talk to you about your future. 
He wants to talk to you about the amazing days that are ahead of you. He wants to talk to you about all things are possible to him that believes. He wants to talk to you about these great and mighty things that he has for your life. Some of them are connected with the church. A lot of them are. Other people more, more than others, but everybody has something amazing that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you about. Maybe we should sit and look at him for a while and get a vision instead of just television and seeing all these other people's visions come to pass. What about your vision? The number one problem I see in churches and in Christians' lives today is why they're not receiving the blessings of God. It's not because they don't have the faith. It's not because they don't have the great helper. It's not because they don't have the love. They just don't have a strong enough desire. I mean, you start running out of excuses when you read scriptures like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, <laughs> which would include receive a healing, mm -hmm. pay off a house. Yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The part you need to think about is I can't do. Why are people not doing what they should be doing? Because other things are more important to them. If you want to build a desire in your life to overwhelming and strong, look at it. Look at what produces that desire. Did you know the more you look at the things of God, the more you want the things of God. The more you look at His things, the more you want His things. The more you look at Him, the more you want Him. Hmm? Um, let me just real quickly show you a scripture in, in 1 John 3, and then we'll go to this one here in Proverbs. 1 John 3, and I believe it's verse 2. Say, say this, the power, the power of looking. Oh, it's just not that big a deal. Lot's wife turned to a pillar of salt because she looked at a city she was supposed to leave. <laughs> If she was here today, she'd go, don't give me that. <laughs> I turned to salt, dude. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Well, you know, when I die and go to heaven, I'll be a child of God. You don't go to heaven unless you are a child of God. You better get that taken care of now. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Amen. Do you see all the, so much in this verse? When we see him as he is, it's going to change us. When we see him, we get changed. Seeing changes you. This is why you want to be cautious and monitor what you're focusing on. Key phrase, you ready? What are you focusing on? Another way to say that is what are you feeding on? What are you absorbing? Remember, looking says you can come in me. How many know there's some things you don't even want at the threshold of your doorstep? Yeah, but it's, I, I, you know, I, I can handle it. <laughs> Famous last words on their way to San Quentin. <laughs> Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29. Now, this is going to be really interesting for you here. I know I'm running out of time, but 
Look at Proverbs 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, and that's of good things, people perish. How important is what I'm talking to you about? Mm -hmm. So it's as important as living or perishing. Where there's no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law happy is he. Now, interesting, I'm, I'm, I want to ask you a question. Why didn't he just say, where people don't keep the law, they perish? Because that's what he's talking about. Why didn't he just say, where people don't keep the law, they perish? But he that keeps the law, happy is he. Listen closely. Why did he say, where there's no vision, people perish? Because he's getting to the root problem. Why don't people want to keep the law? Do you know if you have a strong enough vision and reason, you'll discipline yourself to live any way you're supposed to live to see that vision come to pass. The Lord's going to a root issue here. Let me ask you a question. Is it really a lack of character problem? Because a lot of times people think, you know, character is the root. Character is the root. Character is something you can see. It's a branch. Is it a lack of character problem that people mess up so much? Or is it a lack of vision problem producing no strong enough desire to be a disciplined person so these results can happen? Oh, let me, let me read you two other translations of this very verse. You ready? One, one modern translation says this. Where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. Just flat out, no reason to get their act together. Wow. Nothing motivating them to, you know what? I'm going to suffer in this area so I can have this. I submit unto you. Um, seeing the negative of not keeping certain laws is not enough to keep people out. Because most people on the planet believe they're worthy of the punishment. It's going to take the positive to fix these things. Not the negative, this you will perish if you don't do this. That's not strong enough for most people. Amen. Most people need the blessing before them to give them the motivation to discipline themselves and live right. right. Where there's no vision, people just throw restraint out of the window. Why? No reason to live a restrained life. I, you know, I probably deserve these problems anyway. I'm not talented. You don't have to be talented to be successful. You got to have certain habits in your life to be successful. You got to study it sometime. Success habits. You know what success is? It's doing what failures don't do. Right. I don't like to call anybody a failure, but I'm talking in the performance area. So, one translation of this verse. Can you all handle one more translation? Where there's no vision, the Bible says, people become demoralized. Why? Nothing worth restraining themselves for. There's nothing exciting to motivate them to get their act together. Well, friend, let me tell you something. There is a ton of things God wants to manifest in your life that is well worth any discipline, any consistency, any good habits being built in your life, when you see the things that, are, that God has for your life, you'll be more than ready to live a disciplined life. 
And you have to see those things. So in closing, let me just tell you a couple things about seeing. Now this is, Carla showed a little 11 minute video from Jerry Savelle's daughter, Terry, Terry Foy. And uh, she talked about a vision board. <laughs> so cool. You just take time, go to Hobby Lobby, buy a cork board, buy a vision board, go online, cut out pictures of things that you believe God wants for your life. And, and let me, let me I got to say this because a lot of times, and I teach this, and I'm not saying it's wrong, I just think it needs balanced. When it comes to the will of God for your life, God doesn't want you afraid about it. He doesn't want you clogged up about it. You, you don't have to wait for writing on your wall to do something. Jesus put it like this in John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you want. Did you know if you're abiding in Jesus and his words are abiding in you, your wants are safe. Yeah. Right. Mm. right. Your desire. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He told those people that were rolling and reeling on the, on the waves that day, I'm going to bring you to your desired haven. All your desires aren't terrible. If you're abiding in the Lord and his words are abiding in you, you're going to church, you're reading your Bible, you're praying. God's not an add-on in your life. You put him first in the beginning of your day. You keep him first. You, you surround yourself with the things of God. It's not a chore for you. Your wants are actually safe. Really, what you need to ask yourself is, am I called to the five-fold ministry? Because if I am, I'm going to do that. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. If I'm not, I'm going to do what I want as long as it's consistent with a godly life. But see, you're praying all the time. You're in the Word all the time, so your wants aren't going to be flaky. Huh? Amen? Amen? Did you know wanting to write really good songs could be the will of God for your life? And you get no writing on the wall. You get no prophecies. But you're in the Word all the time. You're in prayer. You go to church all the time. And it's just a want that you know is not disruptive to pleasing God. Right. Most people are not called to do what I'm doing. So in closing, where did I say go? Did I tell you? All right, let's go to this final scripture here and then I won't go to page two until next week. <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews 3, let's close with Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews 11 verse 3. Oh, my, my, my. We'll read this scripture and then we'll go. Um, now, so she, Terry Foy, was talking about a vision board. I just want to say this before I read the scripture. She said, go get a vision board. And, but before you do anything with the board, sit down. Get a book. And just write in that book things you want, places you want to go, things you want to do kind of person you want to develop into physically or emotionally? You know, do you want to learn some languages? Personal development? And I know a lot of people have heard these things before, but listen to it from the Bible standpoint. The Bible says in Habakkuk, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run that readeth it. It's like it started with, with vision. It's like even God, the whole universe got here first because he saw it inside. He thought it, then he spoke it, then he saw it physically. You got to see it in here before you see it out here. It's such an amazing truth. The Bible actually says in the New Testament, quote, we all with open face, beholding as in a mirror, 
this book, the glory of the Lord, we're changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The principle is this, you become what you behold. Behold means you, you, you're fixed on it, not just a little glance here and there. You're fixed. You know the things you focus on the most? It's kind of like this. It's like, I was just driving down the road today. I thought, where am I going? Oh, I'm going where I'm looking. <laughs> where am I going to end up? Where I'm looking. I mean, come on. I'm not looking here and driving like this. <laughs> That's how you get in trouble. I'm going where I'm looking. Airplane pilots, when they're landing, they don't look at where they are. They look at where they're going to be or they don't land properly. Yeah. Right. You go where you're looking. Yeah. Now you can tell people at lunch, man, I got a revelation today in church. I'm going where I'm looking. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It does something to your God-given faith. It does something to your God-given ability to, to, to create. Amazing. No wonder the devil wants your attention. He wants you defiled, drained, feeling unworthy, dirty. Hebrews 11, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen, oh, they were made all right, but they weren't made of things which do appear. Come on, if you want to see good results in your life, you can't just work on the visible Work on inside stuff, thoughts, imaginations. Actually, the power of the imagination is so strong that God had to give us weapons to make sure it wasn't used improperly. Did you notice that? Did you notice that in 2 Corinthians? It says in 2 Corinthians, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down images, imaginations on the inside of you before they destroy you, before they pull you away from God, before they pull you into doubt and unbelief. He said, I'm giving you mighty weapons because it's mighty important what you're picturing on the inside. They wouldn't be mighty if it wasn't mighty important what you're imagining. Hmm? So he says here, the worlds were framed, everybody say framed, by the word of God. The, impl the implication here is he's saying he framed it and then they came into being in that frame. And then it says, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Do you realize everything that, that comes up out of the ground is already at work under the ground, in the invisible, we could, we should, we could say. Well, it's the same thing in your life. There's invisible things that have to happen if you want visible things to change or to remain the same depending and so when she mentioned this vision board, I thought, wow. I thought, okay, how simple is it to succeed? I mean, it can't be hard, right? His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Maybe it's as simple as putting things before us that we know are the will of God for our life. Writing down in that book 10 things that you want to see happen before the end of the year. So that December 30, picture yourself December 31st, New Year's Eve with your family, with your friends, celebrating the year and looking back and saying, that's the most amazing year of my life that I just had. Yeah, yeah. And then ask yourself, what happened in order for it to be amazing like that? What had to happen from January to December for you to say that? Right. Well, I got my house paid off or, or I possessed a healing or my eyes cleared up or I got to preach at this place or I got to be around these people or I got to own this or I got to drive that. Right. Then you... you 
Do you realize those things can happen? And it's not, it's not a money issue. It's a vision issue. Vision brings the money. Vision births provision. So that vision could come to pass. And so she said, just make you a little, you know, write those things down and then find pictures on the Internet, on Google images or things around or find little cutouts of this and that. And put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten about these ten things you want to see happen. And, and uh, you know, I might want to prune some of those things if they're unrealistic or whatever. But get these smart goals up there and just put one, two, three. And there's a biblical principle here. You become what you behold. It does something to your insides. It's not magic. It does something to your insides when you see things long enough that you know are God's will for your life. It'll pull you up. Your vision will actually lift you up to places that you know is God's will for you. And the Holy Spirit will show you these things. And you can cut pictures. I mean, you could even, <laughs> even in the area of physical you know, health and all that, just you know, cut the head of somebody else off, put your head on there. And put it under number two. Said, I'm going to look something like this by the end of this year. Yeah. And the, the problem with most people is they, they do make the vision boards, but they only look at it once or twice a year. That don't work. <laughs> you might want to make it part of your prayer time and go over these scriptures where there's no vision, the people perish. And I, I know it sounds practical. And it sounds, some of you say you've heard this before. Try it with uh, mixing it with prayer, scriptures, and keep telling yourself, what would it do if I was in better shape for somebody else? Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's stand up. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. So here, here's what she said. I, I was going to say this. Um, so Terry said, everybody is usually always framing their past. Pictures of where you have been. Pictures of what you have done. Pictures of what you have possessed. Pictures of things you... She said, this is exactly the opposite. Picture and frame where you want to be. Pictures of where you want to be, what you want to look like, not what you used to look like in the pictures of the past, framing the past. That scripture talks about framing your future. Isn't that awesome? Frame your future. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. We've done that with cars. We, we did that with an orange Corvette. We did that with our first house. We put pictures up. Houses that we knew were the will of God for our life. Because he doesn't want us in a junky house. It breaks down. Take all our time. We can't go witness and help people. We believe for some new things. And so we had those pictures up there. And now we have pictures of us actually in those houses. First it was a house we were going to be in. And then it was a house we did live in. Did it more than once. Well, pastor, I'm too old for that. And no, you're not. And you're not too young either. Father, we know that the Spirit of God is showing us things to come. He wants us to latch on to the higher things that you've provided for us. Lord, we know that there's more than existing. We know there's more than okay. There's life more abundantly. We expect to see more of it this year than we've ever seen before. Show us, teach us more about success habits, the power of looking, vision boards, anything that would help us, Lord, to go up in life, to be a greater blessing, to experience more that the Lord provided. Father, show us these things as we move forward in this new year. Thank you we have the helper. 
the Holy Spirit to show us these things and to remind us at times of these things. And we purpose to not let them go. Dear Father, thank you so much for helping us to guard our heart. And yes, yes, I know. Yes, it will let our eyes look right on. We won't be distracted. And we thank you, Father, for bringing us all to our desired haven as we're abiding in you and your words are abiding in us. Church, say this with me. I purpose in my heart to put God first, to pray, read my Bible, go to church on a regular basis. God and his things will not be an add-on in my life. They are the core of my life. And I will prosper. And I will succeed. And I will be a major blessing going somewhere to bless others. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.